Hey guys, this is Mo Sider from the Detroit Red Wings. You guys listen to Lockdown Red Wings. You're Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Red Wings podcast. We're your hosts, Brian Fisher and Scotty Bentley. Scotty is also host at Locked On Tigers. Thanks for making you thanks for making us your first listen every single day. We're free and available on all platforms. And Scotty, we finally got some hockey games after the Anaheim Ducks uh, game last week was postponed. We got them on back-to-back nights and the Wings lost both games. We got a point. Hey, we got a point out but of a let's four, not four forget. possible we, points. We got a we got we hey man. What we'll, we'll take what we can get here, all right? Uh, we yeah. uh we, we got a we got a point out of the weekend. Certainly not um not great. We have uh they did follow um the uh the the goalie matchup that we were talking about going into the weekend and and they did go um with Ned against the Kings and then um Grice against the Ducks obviously and neither worked out great uh great we'll get into the ducks game at the end um but there no goalie marty brodeur wouldn't have won uh put the team on his back enough to win that game on saturday that was an absolute uh atrocity to the game of hockey yeah, and we're going to talk about both those hockey games here, though we might end up talking about the Anaheim Ducks one a little bit more. We kind of want to – we'll talk about the Kings one, but I think we kind of want to push it out of our memory. Well, it's not it, – it, honestly, it's not even like – it's not even like that as much. Just like how much do you want us to talk – like what is there to talk about? Like we got obliterated. Like the <laughs> – like we – I guess like we're going to go over like what went wrong, but when, when you're analyzing, we go over what went wrong and what went right, and when there is nothing that went right, it makes the segment a lot shorter because well, and the thing that's wild to me too, is this comes off the heels of quite possibly their most complete team game of the season in the game, the win over the San Jose sharks at LCA early last week. And now granted they had a long time off between those games. Cause the Anaheim ducks game originally got post- the original Anaheim ducks game got postponed, but you would almost think that in regards to the Saturday game, the extra time off would help them get ready because they could adjust to the time zones and get right. So it wouldn't feel like it was an incredibly late game for them in like in their own bodies, internal clocks. So you think that would help them get, be ready for the ducks or the Kings game, but they just came out and incredibly flat foot. And we were, we talked last week about the worst games the wings have played this season. And I was watching this game. I'm like, do Scotty and I now have a new worst game of the season? Because they were outshot Scotty 27 to what ended up being two. Because at first it was two, and then it was one, and then they changed it back to two. They gave us that pity shot back. Locked on Red Wings had a banger tweet for that stat correction. I guess. I guess. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if you saw that one. I don't think I, <laughs> I, I remember if I saw that I had, one. A, I had a minute-long clip of a crowd at, I think it was a DMX concert. Like the huge, huge one. Yeah. And uh, it was like, I, <laughs> I tweeted the video when they corrected from one shot to two and i tweeted that crowd go crazy it was like two shots instead of one it was funny if i do say so myself yeah hilarious scotty <laughs> probably be funny if i saw the video and didn't have you describing it to me too 
<laughs> Fair, <laughs> but you don't pay attention to our Twitter, so it's fine. Well, why? I got you. You're a juggernaut of social media. Um, yeah, you can at least lobby a like. Goodness. Okay, I'll start giving. I'll like and retweet everything you pump out. No, nah, no, nah, we, uh, we don't. We don't need it. It's fine. We don't. You, you don't need me to do that. <laughs> I mean, I, I the need Twitter you, account's huge. I need you. Bro. Um, but yeah, dude, twenty-seven to two after the first period. The one silver lining in this game was Alex and Alkovich. The fact that it was only two nothing after a full game's worth of shots in that first period is just a testament to how freaking good this guy is for the Detroit Red Wings. Yeah, like, first off, we talked about worst game of the season, whatever. If it, you can debate, it's in the, it's in the running for worst game of the season. The first period is undubitably worst period of the season, and it is not particularly close. That was, that was a, a train wreck of, of epic proportion. Um, I, it might be one of the worst periods of like the last like three years. I mean, that was, that was horrible. Yeah. Um, so got off to a rough start there, but, but the thing we talked about the goalie situation, like you said, with Ned, this is not like a, like a Ned blame. This is not Ned's fault. Oh, uh, like no, there's, there's no there's way only, you can blame it on him. There, there's only so much uh, a dude can do in that. And when he's facing over 20 shots in the first period, when almost 30, the, the, they were on pace for like 81 shots on that after the first period. So the, the, there's only so much your, uh, your goalie can do. And honestly, I like, and, and the testament to that is we lost four to nothing. And he still had almost a 930 save percentage on the night. Like, yes, <laughs> like, like that. He, just faced a barrage that, that the whole, the defense, the entire game was atrocious and not even like just the defenseman. Mo actually had a good, like a very good game, oddly enough. Um, There's only one the, guy though. Right. Yeah. When, when you got six defensemen out there and one dude's doing his, his job well, that doesn't bode too well for uh, for success, but but even the forwards were horrific defensively, bro. No pressure, and when there was pressure, it was too much, and it was just over uh, over shifting, biting way too hard, leaving somebody open. It was a complete like disaster and catastrophe, and any other adjective you can think of for how poorly the defense was this whole game. Yeah, Cider again was that only the only bright spot in that game, and he continues to just look like honestly, he's starting to look like he might be the best player on the team. Like, yeah, no, I, I'm talking better than Larkin, better than Bertuzzi, not not discounting how good they have been, but from like based on what he's been given and what he is doing with what he's been given, it's it's insane what he's what he has done, and, and on the top of that, he's I think leading all rookies in assists still from defense and. As a defenseman, I should say, and he's just been incredible. At the end of the game, he had that that play that was going making the rounds on social media where he deked two LA Kings yeah. players breaking up the ice. Like, can you like a guy that tall, having that smooth of a stride, with that soft of hands, with that physicality? I mean, he's just a complete package already, and the dude's twenty years old. I mean, Moritz Sider. It, it's it's incredible that when a, the team loses four to nothing. You can still highlight Moritz Sider as a guy who played well in a four to nothing loss. Right. Like it, it just speaks to how good he has been all season long. And the same, same goes for Alex Nedeljkovic. You know, Nedeljkovic has had his bad games, but last night 
He got shelled 27 shots in the first period, and he kept it to a 2-0 deficit. He kept the Detroit Red Wings in it long enough that they warranted pulling the goalie in the third period. Like, it was close enough in the third period after that incredibly horrible start that the Red Wings wanted to pull the goalie to try and bring it. Like, in the second period, before that third goal happened, when they were still getting out shot 30-6, to all it took, it took was a lucky bounce, and the Red Wings would have been right back in that game, and that's solely because... Alex Nedeljkovic is a freaking guy. No, for real. He 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 deserves all the credit in the world, and uh, he deserves zero blame for this loss. Uh, now, like everybody else, Sand Cider, I guess, probably deserves a pretty hefty amount. God bless these rookies, man, because they are keeping they are what is keeping me sane this hockey season. I mean, I joked about it earlier in the season about how many games these rookies have literally won for us. You can take it a step further, but like. How many games have these rookies kept the games close in? The, the, the rookies just have made this team so much better. Can you imagine having, and not, I'm not trying to crap on Thomas Grice here, but can you imagine having Thomas Grice in the net last night? Uh, or on Saturday, I, rather? I don't, I don't really want to think about period? that. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm, kinda, I'm good on that, you know? It's now, just, it, it, the, like I said, there, there was no pressure defensively like anywhere. There was no, there was no pressure in the crease. There was no pressure on the outside. There was no pressure in front of the net. I mean, the Kings just got to do whatever the hell they wanted to do the entire game, and 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 that was it. And that's all she wrote. And, the, and we we didn't even talk about the offense and how how I mean this will be a they theme, suck. right? And and we'll talk about this. Um, I guess we can talk kind of talk about both games in in this regard when we get to the Ducks. But like the power play, something needs to happen because it is. It is alarmingly bad at, at the present moment. And uh, really the special teams as a whole just needs a, a, a total – I don't know if you want to tear it down and build it back up and start from scratch or what. Every season we do it. I know. I know. Something needs to happen, though. My goodness. Yeah. And we'll get into that. We'll, we'll get into the better of the two games, the Anaheim Ducks game, when we come back. But first, got to talk to you guys today about Bill Barr. It's the new year, so that means the New Year's resolutions. If yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you include Built Bar in your plan. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, or maybe even better than a candy bar. Built Bar makes it easier to stick to your New Year's resolution because it tastes so good, you'll want to eat it, unlike other protein bars that might be chalky, waxy, or taste like a chemical spill. Chemical spill. Chemical spill. Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate, and they have so many different flavors for you to choose from. There's coconut almond, peanut butter brownie, raspberry, cookies and cream, salted caramel, mint brownie, and many more. In fact, Built is always coming out with new limited-time flavors, so check out Built.com often to see what's new. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built. Dot com. Dot com. Dot com. To Raymond. Suter. Bertuzzi. Bertuzzi ready to go. He scores! Tyler Bertuzzi has tied the game! All right, Scotty. Screw that Kings game. We don't want to talk about it no more. 4 nothing loss. They looked brutal. They looked better on Sunday against the Ducks. They scored goals, which is immediately a step in the right direction because they didn't do that against the Kings. Um, but they outshot knew, them. They outshot them. But you knew this game was doomed the moment 
You yes. saw that a rookie was making his debut in that. 100%. In, in Dostal for the Ducks. He made 33 saves on 36 shots. Um, he made the saves that counted, even though sometimes you could tell, like, the you know, the, the rookie aspect was in there. He was out of position a few times. But, you know, in the end, he got the win for the Anaheim Ducks. The Red Wings played better. In fact, I would say in the third period in overtime, I thought they were the better team. But they, again, came out flat-footed. Ducks got on the board for Trevor Zegras got on the board first for the Ducks. Yes. And uh, that it's not how you want to start a hockey game. On the second half of a back-to-back, uh, on the road, when you already historically kind of suck on the road. Correct. Yeah, no, it, it, it definitely wasn't uh, – it, it was not off to a great start um, right off the bat there. And, and honestly, the first period, we looked pretty damn terrible again. Yeah. And, and I think we were all as a fan base kind of like, oh, boy, like buckle up. Here we go again. Uh, and it was going to be a repeat of the Kings game. So as as bad as the first period was for a plethora of reasons, I'd, I'd at least give them credit for for figuring something out in the locker room and and uh, and, and a getting a point out of the game. But B, um, just turning the ship around and, and coming out not looking like they had the previous four periods. Yeah, I guess the easiest way to just talk about this one is uh, first and foremost, I guess, start at the top and talk about the forwards. Um, the forwards were creating and generating a lot more chances. Phil Zidina saw his return to the second line and even got some power play time in this one. Uh, he had a very hot and cold performance. I guess we got to talk about Zidina. I, I kind of naturally, you know, gravitated towards him because he's been the hot button topic these uh, last few days for us. And uh, the third period, especially, Scotty, he looked god-awful. Uh, he made a couple of real bonehead plays. He basically cost the team the third goal in the slot. He tried to do too much with it. He got his pocket picked. The team, the Anaheim Ducks came down on odd man rush. Zadina hustled back. Here's the thing that is weird to me. He hustled back but didn't pick up the guy cross-crease. And, of course, they made the pass cross-crease and the Anaheim Ducks got themselves a 3-2 lead off of that. And he's just been such a polarizing player all season long. And uh, he's returned to the second line. And, you know, people on Twitter were like, oh, here we go. This is, the talk's going to start again. Yeah, man. Anytime you tweet anything about him, good or bad, it's 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 just, oh, my goodness. He's, a, he's an interactions machine, that one. Um, yeah, so, like, he had a horrible third. Uh, and then he came out in overtime and, and actually looked – did everything except put the puck in the back of the net, which yeah. I guess is kind of a broken record at this point because he has had performances where that's been a thing. And and but he he looked really good in overtime. He just he couldn't find the back of the net, but he was firing away. He was creating opportunities. Had a few chances. Um, he uh, he he looked really good in that overtime period. But uh, but yeah, the the third was horrible, and and just the inconsistency of all of it, and and. I'm just I'm I'm so tired of him being so polarizing and like it's not going to go anywhere. It's no. going to continue to be, but but my goodness, you can't say anything about him, good or bad, without 50 people lined up telling you how you're wrong. Well, and it's funny. I was on Twitter during the first half of the game. All we heard, all I heard about was how you know Zidane is back in his rightful spot in the second the second line. Look how good he was. And then in the third period, when he cost the turnover, cost the goal, it's just like this is what you guys asked for. It's just Philip Zidane. He's not a second line player. It's just. He's so polarizing in so many different ways. But you're right, though, Scotty. After that horrible third period, they put him out there on the three-on-three overtime, and he absolutely dominated. He maintained puck possession a lot of times. He had three or four, like, really good scoring chances. I believe he hit the post on one. You know, Todd mm -hmm. Patrizzi also hit the post on another. I mean, they just – I mean, he it, it, that's 
that's what's so damn frustrating about him is he can go from looking like he doesn't belong on the ice at all to being a dominant force out there. And that's why he's going to continue to get as much conversation as he does until something gives. But um, Tyler Bertuzzi got himself a nice goal and an assist in this game as well. Uh, that continues to chug. And he played well up until he had to leave the game in overtime after what appeared to be a slashed wrist off to Zegris's, or was it Terry's skate? We also lost Dylan Larkin in the second period to an upper body injury, and nobody saw it. Nobody knew what happened. We just got a tweet about from the Red Wings after the second intermission. And it's just uh, – No one knows. <laughs> what? At the time of this recording, it's literally still a mystery. No yeah. no one has any clue what, what happened. And we just – the start of the second period rolled around. We uh, we, we Heronic scored a goal, and then Larkin was out for the game. In a matter of like 10 seconds, we were like, oh, okay, <laughs> all right. It was over. And that's just like – more so than losing the game in the shootout, that's that's more so what worries me is the long-term health of Larkin and Bertuzzi. Uh, hopefully the cup Bertuzzi's apparent. We don't know for sure that's what happened just based on his reactions getting off the ice and the replay we received. It looks like he, yeah. that's probably what occurred. Hopefully it's just stitches and he'll be able to play on Tuesday. And with Larkin, hopefully it's just a day-to-day thing. I, I, I genuinely, if this team loses both Larkin and Bertuzzi at the same time, I mean, this team is just like tanked. Let's be honest. Yeah, Depth no, we could we, we could be honest, right? We could be honest. Uh, most of the production has come from the top line, and that's uh, that's two thirds of the top line. So yeah, you're you're instantly our our best two players would both be rookies, and that's not usually a recipe for too much success. So uh, yeah, <laughs> right. I would say I would say that's uh, that's a pretty safe bet. Lucas Raymond looked pretty good in this game too, though. Uh, this is probably and Mickey Mickey Redmond said on the broadcast this is probably his best game in uh, quite some time for the Detroit Red Wings. Um, his, not that he's been bad, but he the uh, the opponents have clearly adjusted to his style of play, which is something yeah. we kind of anticipated would happen eventually. And his his scoring production would take a you know take a slow, slope downhill. He hasn't scored in a few games. I haven't looked exactly how many games it's been. He's just been getting assists. And he got another assist in this game, but as Ricky Redmond said during the broadcast, he looked elusive again tonight. And it seems like he's now readjusting to the fact that he's been getting more uh, attention and pressure during the games. Yeah, no, that, that, that's exactly what I was going to say. His, uh, his, his vision and just like the way he sees the game, like his, his hockey IQ is unbelievable for a player at any age. And, and no matter how many years you've been in the league, nonetheless, a teenager, that's a rookie. I, I mean, he is, he he is so beyond his years in that regard, and and that is what will keep him and growing and keep him improving. For you know what I mean, like he, that's how you know it's not just like a flash in the pan thing because the like you just watch him and watch how he he sees plays break down and like analyzes def- defenses and and everything is is so 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 beyond his years, and I'm I'm so happy he's a Red Wing man. Yeah, he's on an 11-game goal drought that dates all the way back to Seattle cracking game on December 1st. So, yeah, he hasn't scored in a minute, but you also got to remember there was straight 13 days where the league did not play. So, it's yeah. 11 games, even though it looks like it's over a month. It's with 13 days the, game, the Red Wings didn't play a game. It's not as intimidating as it may seem. Tyler Bertuzzi went on a 10-game uh, goal drought before he finally scored. So, he's due, and he had a couple good chances in this game as well. He just missed on. But that, that's what's making that's what's so um, encouraging about him is even though he's not scoring goals, he's still getting points in the in the uh, way of assists. You got another assist in this game, like I already mentioned. It was a nice 
drop pass to Mark Stahl, who was breaking down, absolutely, helped, which led to the Tyler Bertuzzi goal. He had 24 minutes tonight, too. Yeah, he getting a lot of responsibility that one. 24 and, minutes and an assist. I mean, he had, he had like four or five shots, even though again didn't find the back of the net or anything. Like that's he's, why I'm he's, not that he's worried. A hell of a player, man. Yeah, you shouldn't be. We we nobody should be worried. He's he's yeah. fine. It's been 11 games since he scored a goal, but he's still getting big minutes. He's still playing really well with the puck on his stick. He's playing well without the puck on his stick, and he's making biggest. He's, you know, he's getting making big plays that lead to goals. I mean, he's Absolutely. still looking very strong despite not having scored. So I'm not worried. Absolutely not worried. Um, not a worry in the world. I don't have a smooth transition to this. BetOnline.ag would like to wish you a happy betting new year as we continue our march to the playoffs and beyond. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the best spot sports wagering action for 2022. New year and a new updated desktop or mobile website. To sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit, just use promo code LOCKDOWN to get started from football, basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers for 2022 battle line is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports battle line where the game starts bet online how did i say it before bet online bet online with plenty of time on the chicago power play there's the break oh, oh what a save by nadelkovich oh he keeps it at 6-3 a diving stab with the outstretched stick on the man they call the cat final segment of the monday edition as we continue our weekend recap we're going to continue our conversation on the anaheim ducks we already powered through the la kings game that occurred on saturday that's back in the first segment if you want to listen to it uh talked about the forwards in the second segment of the anaheim ducks game now we're going to take uh break down the defense and the goaltending here in the final segment on the uh ducks game that occurred on sunday as the wings lost four to three in a shootout and scotty i got if i'm being honest i think the defense this is rare and it might be just because of two defensemen that I'm a little skewed on this, but I think the defense looked the best in this game, better than the forwards at least. Uh, yeah, I would say out of, like if you were to divide it into forwards, defense, and goaltending, I think defense probably looked the best. Which is rare. Um, also, like they didn't look incredible. <laughs> no, <laughs> so, I mean, like, the team lost. Right, it's more of a testament to, to not playing a, a fantastic game, but... Just as a general point, before we go any further, like we talk about all the time that like good and great teams find ways to win even when they're not on their game. And we only got a point. We didn't win. But as, as rough as this team looked at points tonight, still a competitive game, took them through overtime, like I said, got a point. Deserve a little bit of props at least, even though it 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 the team very clearly and very much has looked better at a lot of points this season, and and they still had a competitive game out of it. Um, but you're right, the defense I think was was probably the the strongest group tonight. Uh, Jordan Osterley is the greatest defender of all time. We can get what that happened out to Dan of the Roof. No, nope, Jordan's overtaken him. I cannot believe you're saying that right now. Well, Dan Renouf, Dan Renouf didn't play, right? So, like, it's it's currently playing. That's all. Oh, okay. What? I see how you're... So, like, basically what you, I'm when saying When you use the term all time, that usually means across all of history of hockey. But, okay, fair. Well, yeah, but the, it's like it's like when, uh, when Breeze and Brady were both playing and every week they just break each other's all-time passing yards record. Like, it's like that. It's like, okay, well, currently, Osterley's the one playing, so he's overtaking him. But as soon as, as Dan... 
as big game Dan comes back, like that, that could be a whole different story. But his goal was nice. But it wasn't his goal. It was Vlad Nemesnikov's goal. It went you off his know, shin did pad. they did they uh, did they correct it officially? Yeah, they officially That's corrected it. Yeah. I, That's too bad because that would have been his NHL goal, right? It, or not? It was first full for the Red Wings. Red yeah. Wings goal, not NHL goal, obviously. Yeah, yeah, definitely would have. And I was a little bummed that they took that away from him. Just he, you know, got the puck on the po- uh, point. And he just pucks on that, boys. Ended pucks up going on off that, boys. Uh, shin pad and into the net it goes. Uh, Nemestikov's tenth goal, which I think is second on the team, third on the team in goals now. I mean, he's. I mean, not an intentional goal by any stretch of the imagination, but hey, Vladdy. Uh, now nah, going back to the forwards, but got to give him props, man. I'm a big fan of Vlad Nemestikov, and I wouldn't be upset if they, he stuck around. Um, no, so d- back to the defense, though. It's got to be noted that they scratched Danny DeKaiser in this game in favor of Jordan Osterle. And I think that is this, is this Blashell trying to send a message to, that DeKaiser has to be better, or is it a sign of things to come? Did Osterle look good with with Cider, or did he just look a little bit? Did Cider look a little bit better with a younger defenseman on his uh, opposite? So, I I don't think he's trying to send a message to Danny to Kaiser. Like you know what I mean? Like if if if, if it, it makes sense for like young players or like you know if if you have a a star player that's been garbage or whatever, Danny to Kaiser is is. You know, bless his soul, but Danny DeKaiser is is over the hill, on the downturn, is is counting his days in the NHL at this point, and that's fine. And you know what? I th- there's no message to send to Danny DeKaiser, man. <laughs> there is no, there's no. Oh wow, yeah, I'm gonna bench, I'm gonna bench DDK, and then he's gonna come back and and be prime Danny again, like. That's certainly. I I think honestly, it's like a load management thing. Maybe it's like, oh, it's the second game of back to back. We you got <laughs> like with your with your back and stuff. Let's just give you the night off, brother. I, I think that's probably more than the lines of what it was. I'm trying real hard to start some drama here, and you're coming in here with facts and logic <laughs> that makes perfect sense, and just. Blow me out of the water, why don't you, Scotty? No, but everything you said makes perfect sense. I will, um, he's been bad this season, but that is exactly because he's just, he's got a boatload of back problems. He's not, you know, he's over the hill. It's very much possible and probably probable that it was just giving him probably a night off. Probable, people. Probably probable uh, <laughs> that they're giving him a night off because he played last night and he's in his 30s with a bad back. I mean, that is realistically what what occurred in this game. Probably probable that that's what occurred that uh, is in this game. Probably probable of a scenario, I would say, if I had um, to describe <laughs> it. Moritz Sider looked really good again. No surprise there. Had himself an assist as well on the uh, what ended up being – no, it was Phil Peronick's goal. And Phil Peronick looked freaking incredible. It was one of Fantastic. his best games in a long time. Like I mean, was, he 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 looked like he looked like the heroic of last year, man. Yeah. He was he was on point today. He was uh, creating offensive chances. He was he scored a goal in the power play, which is something that never happens. We didn't even talk about how flaccid the power play looked today. I mean, it was just garbage. The and gar, garbage on Saturday as well. Like it was so bad. Play, they, it needs a shot. That, I mean, like that's that's like a whole thing, man. Like that the the power play has looked atrocious. You know what? That's a Tuesday topic. 
Sure. We can have a Beauty. whole topic on it for Tuesday Beauty. because I, I don't think we got enough time to break that whole yeah, thing. Yeah, no. Down. That there's so many like like oh my it it was horrible, but um but yeah, Hironic looks looks really good and and he played damn near 28 minutes. Played like 3 minutes more than most cider. Um he was uh he was really out there. And and he, he was kind of like he kind of retook over last year. He was he was like a quarterback of the blue line kind of yep. thing, and uh, he, he he really did that very very well in this game, and, that, and that's the first time we've seen him really master that in a while. Yeah, and he looked dominant out there in that role, and it looked like his confidence was at an all time high this season. Uh, you know, that's a guy who I don't know about playing top pair defensive minutes, but easily top two pair defensive minutes for his entire career. He's just been, you know, he's been going, we talk about it every episode. He goes back and forth with cider for most minutes every night. He had the most minutes tonight on defense. And like you said, just quarterbacking from the blue line, getting lots of shots, producing lots of um, uh, uh, quality passes. He just looked very good in this entire game. And I hope that this is uh, the Phil product we can get going on. Maybe he can get Nick Letty going a little bit because Letty's been very subpar as of late, and has just been okay yeah. all season long. At this rate, Nick Letty's not going to be around much longer if he doesn't start picking his play up. He's going to be a trade deadline deal, and we're going to get like a fifth round pick for him. Is wait, right yeah, no, Letty, Letty, especially offensively, Letty has has not looked great. But um, I mean, I mean, yeah, it was a, it was a, I guess just under a microscope of just the defense, a fine. There was. There was definitely some mistakes. The Zegras goal specifically was a, a pretty horrible defensive breakdown by the whole team, not just the defensemen. Everybody just – they did, were doing the cha-cha slide, and it was slide to the right. And then there was just nobody on the entire left side of the ice, and it was just an easy easy one-timer for Zegras. But, um, but yeah, it, it, I mean, fine production out of the defense. Uh, and then, you know – Playing, playing, uh, playing in front of Grice, who, while he he didn't look, you know, fantastic. I don't think this is quite a hundred percent. Like, oh, Grice was terrible, and and uh, we've we, uh, we've said it over and over again. If Thomas Grice can just keep us in games, I will be happy. And we took a game into a shootout today. Yeah, and so the first goal on Grice is the only one I was really kind of thinking he could have done better. And they, they broke it down really well on the broadcast that during the power play, Zegers passes to the point and Grice started cheating to his right a little bit, thinking that pass was going to go down to yeah. the right side boards. Instead, they went back to Zegers and because he cheated to his right, he didn't have enough time to respond and come back across, leaving yeah. that short side wide open. The defense Zegers. all went with him, though. Yeah. Like, no, the defense just... all went to the right, too. I mean, that was... That was just a complete breakdown of everybody. I don't know how you have uh, uh, Zegras over there just by himself. Uh, it was it was pretty unbelievable, actually. But outside of that, like he played. I thought you know even if the statistics don't back him up with an eight eight nine save percentage in this game, I thought he made a lot of big saves and crucial moments for the hockey team to keep them in it. And like you said, you know as long as you can keep them in the game, they have a shot. When they got to the third period, and especially when they got to overtime, overtime, again, emphasized, the Red Wings dominated. There was a solid – Raquel couldn't get off the ice for three minutes. Yeah. He had a three-minute shift because the Red Wings just would not let up in the offensive zone. They hit two posts. 
They just could not buy that fourth game winning goal. That's why, even though they lost this game, I'm not too broken up about it because you know, you got you got to start the game strong. You always got to start off on the right foot. They did not in this game either, but they picked it up in the second half of the game and they really dominated by the end. That's why in the end, like sucks, but there's another game on Tuesday in San Jose. Let's try and crush them again. Yeah. Let, let, we'll, we'll, uh, hopefully we get the, uh, get, get up here for our, the West coast bender. We're on the, um, I don't know, man, like, like, Oh, we, we dominated overtime. You're, you're right. We, we had possession of the puck pretty much the entire time. The thing that just drives me insane is that to start off every single overtime, we either give up a goal within like 20 seconds or the other team has a breakaway and the goalie has to make a save like literally 20 seconds in. And that happened again. And we almost lost like eight seconds into overtime. And then save was made, and then from then on out, we we pretty much had possession, and the puck was in their end almost the entire rest of, of the game. But, I mean, if I could just not have a heart attack to start out every overtime period, that would be awesome. The Red Wings giveth, and the Red Wings taketh away, Scott. They sure as hell do. I want to thank you guys for making Lockdown Red Wings your first listen every day. Now make Lockdown Bets your, your second listen, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms. Scotty, my friend, my foe, my rival. I'm not going to dye my hair silver. <laughs> Scotty DM'd me from the Lockdown Red Wings about. Twitter account to my personal account. I did not. I have die. no clue what you're talking well, about. Well, it sure as hell wasn't me. I don't. I have I don't, no. It must. Nolan still must have the info or something, man. I what am know. I going to die? I, dog, I don't know what you're talking about. I, mm. I I agree with you. This is uh this is some third party. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> what are your final thoughts today? Shootouts are dumb and we ball. We ball. All right, we'll be back with you guys tomorrow. We're gonna as you as we tease, probably gonna break down the power play at troubles of the Detroit Red Wings, preview the game against the San Jose Sharks, same time, same place. It's your team every day. Every day. Your Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.